Rick Dollar here for the Rick Dollar Show, and I have a an esteemed guest with me today, <laughs> Mr. Wyatt Ellis. How are you, brother? Great. How are you? Man, I'm just rolling right along, sir. You uh, seem to be making a lot of waves in bluegrass music these days. Uh, um, now, I've never met a 14-year-old kid that had his own record label before, so Mm -hmm. This is kind of an honor for me too, man. Well, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Knee High Records. I thought that was oh, the, yeah. <laughs> that was the coolest name. How'd you get that name for your record label? So um at the last minute we had to get get a name. And um we were at the Ryman and Del McCurry comes out and starts singing Nashville Cats. Mm-hmm. And it and a line says 13-year-old proverbial musical knee high or something like that. And um um and we thought Nehi would be a great name you know yeah i mean i think it's cool uh, yeah Nehi to awesome. grasshopper all that stuff <laughs> well you know i hear your voice changing so you're a little bit more than Nehi to a grasshopper nowadays <laughs> yeah but when you're 11 years old you did a tennessee folk life apprenticeship with sierra hull and yeah. uh, would you say that that kind of kicked off what uh what you're doing right now it really did. Yeah. Cause that was, you know, right when I was starting to get serious and, you know, when I heard about that, I don't know if I put my mandolin down for a little while, you know, just, you know, having to, having to play for Sierra every, every little while on zoom. Yeah. That would, that would be uh, intimidating. Now she's a little short person, but I saw her when she opened up for the, uh, for the string dusters here in um, Savannah and got to go backstage and met her and stuff and but i was like man this is bluegrass royalty here you know i mean she's uh, a lot of the future of what's gonna happen in this music you know just like you are so what do you what are you looking uh what are you looking to do uh after grassy cove hits i mean this is an awesome song uh from probably an an even in, more incredible uh, piece of work that's coming out, but uh, Grassy Cove with Wyatt Ellis featuring Sierra Hole. Did you ever think that would happen? No, I, I really didn't. You know, I mean that that's it, it's crazy. You know, to to look back at like where I was versus you know where I am now. Yeah, you've grown quite a bit. You know, as far as not just in stature, but you know, you've grown. Musically. Yeah, you've grown in the music business now. Uh, how, who are some of the people that maybe you've played with? So um, I got to play the Grand Ole Opry with Daly and Vincent, which is mm -hmm. you know one of one of my biggest highlights. And I got to play the IBMA Awards Show with Peter Rowan as at his induction into the Hall of Fame. And um, you know Sierra, of course, you know it's always mm -hmm. really fun and. Um, you know, there's been so many um, great art artists in this bluegrass community that really have helped. And, you know, it's a very open community. Yeah, I really see that the community itself is really embracing you. And and that's a, a that's an awesome thing, dude. That doesn't happen every day. And uh, I'm I'm just happy that I'm getting to watch it happen, you know. Um, yeah. But I, I saw some video online of you at IBMA jamming with Billy strings. Yeah. Um, 
is that Spigma actually, but you know, yeah. they're, they're similar. Yeah. Spigma is um, in Nashville, but you know, um, Billy was in a room jamming and there was a lot of people trying to get in to watch and he comes out and, you know, he says, get your mandolin out and we start picking and, you know, and we picked for a while, then we moved somewhere else and picked and it was really fun. And I think, you know, meeting Billy there um, really led to, you know, playing in uh, Winston-Salem with Billy. Yeah, now and, that that was a pretty awesome night too because I think he was playing uh, Tony Rice's guitar. Am I am I not right? Yeah, I think yeah he did play Tony's guitar. Yeah, yeah. And here you are sitting next to him, slapping it, man. I mean, you were doing a good job. I was. Uh, it was. It's just amazing to watch somebody your yeah. age that's come up the come up the ladder so quickly. And uh, yeah. So um, tell us about Grassy Cove um how did you guys come up with that tune so i was uh you know rolling down the road one day and i was kind of coming up with a chord progression and when i got home and got my mandolin out i i started um getting a melody going for it and then you know i took that melody and uh chord progression to sierra and she helped me put the finishing touches on it and um there's a place um up near where my family's from called uh grassy cove it's mm -hmm. near Crossville, Tennessee, and it's a pretty cool place. And, um, you know, it's just beautiful. It's a valley, and it's called Grassy Cove, and that tune kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's it's hard to write something unless you, fee unless you feel it. You yeah. already know this. And when you can go to certain places like that that uh, just bring a good feeling to you, I mean, that's, that's an incredible thing. But... Uh, uh, who was a producer on that on that cut? Um, Justin Moses, Sierra's husband, produces oh. it, and you know he plays everything. He's great, but you know he's a really good producer too. Yeah, that's a you know, and and if he messes something up, she's gonna smack him later at the house. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just don't uh, I don't understand how this all happened. So, what got you involved in music when you were when you were younger? So when I was, um, you know, really young, I, I loved um, old country music like Johnny Cash and Hank Williams. I'm talking like three, three or four <laughs> years old, you know, I was singing yeah. it right along with them. And um, when I was about um, 10 years old, you know, hearing Rocky Top all over the place, you know, mm -hmm. living in Knoxville, you know, Bobby Osborne playing the mandolin, um, you know, that inspired me to pick up the mandolin and start, start playing. Yeah, no. This is a, uh, I don't even know if I should uh, mention this or not, but didn't you do a cut with Bobby? Yeah, it's it's in the works, but I don't know if we're <laughs> going to talk about it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave it, it to me. Be, I'll, I'll bring yeah. it all out. Stuff we shouldn't talk about, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I got to um, work with Bobby um, online for about two years and, Wow. Through a through a scholarship and hear all his you know great stories and learn his mandolin tunes and good know. lord man I mean that's like walking into the 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 den of of like you know it's like you're walking into a room full of like treasure dealing yeah. with, dealing with Bobby Bobby's and was an incredible man and oh yeah great teacher knew exactly how to do what he did for sure oh yeah but um so uh, you know we're talking Bobby Osborne to billy strings i mean mm -hmm. that's the entire 
genre of the music. I mean, the entire thing that you need to be doing. And um, it's almost like all this is meant to be, young man. Don't you think so? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah. I, I know you have a, a lot of people around you that uh, try to take care of you and make sure you go down the right path and everything. And you're um, very fortunate for that. I'm telling you, I've seen a lot of young musicians that didn't have that strength behind them and, and that people around them. And, um, you know, they didn't, they didn't succeed, but, um, staying in that path is the hardest part, I think more than likely, you know? Yeah. So what's, what's going to be next? I mean, how, how many cuts are you going to have on this, on this record, man? I think there's going to be 12. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're all co-writes with, you know, some of my heroes and some of them I wrote myself, but you know, they're, it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Can, can you sneak us some names, man, of, uh, you know, who's going to be on here with you? I don't know if I'm going to sneak names <laughs> yet, but, you know, um, yeah. So, you know, I'm going to have a single coming out, you know, at midnight tonight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's, it's going to be pretty cool. It's got, you know, it's got the, got the old time music going in it. That's it, man. And I, I mean, I've heard the single. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you know that or not. Yeah. But it's uh it's a great piece of work and it's got Thank you. It's got your you all over it. I'll say that. Yeah. You ha- you have your own style of doing what you do and you should be really proud of that because it's yeah. very very hard to do these days. Yeah, that's the the most important part, you know, mm-hmm. of, of bluegrass music is being able to do your own thing. Mhm. As well as, you know, um you know, staying true to the roots as mm-hmm. like Bill Monroe and Osborne brothers. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people try to do that, but you, you know, you did it. That's it's, uh, and, and that comes from talent that comes from your ear and what you hear in music and how you, how you perceive things to be. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I think you're, uh, I think you're moving in the right direction. That's for sure. But, um, so now tonight you're going to be playing with who are you going to be playing with tonight? So um, me and my band are actually going to be opening opening up for the Traveling McCurries and um, just right oh, out here my. in Townsend, Tennessee. Oh my gosh, dude! Nobody yeah. nobody gets to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely an honor. So so who's in your band? So um, Alex Leach is. Um, mm-hmm is a is a very good you know traditional bluegrass uh picker around here he's gonna be playing guitar and singing and and we're gonna have um a bunch of other you know very good you know more local musicians playing and it'll be it'll be really cool that's awesome man i mean alex has been around for a long time you know not as not as long as people think he has but he has he's been around he's like you he's an old soul man yeah so uh well i mean what do you do in your off time or do you have any? <laughs> oh yeah. I just love to be outdoors and, you know, just be outdoors and do stuff like that. That's awesome. So there yeah. is, there is a time that you put the mandolin down every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Not very often though. <laughs> so, you know, from what I'm seeing from you is you have this deep seated love of what you do and uh, yeah. it makes you happy and you're trying to do it the correct way. You've got people around you that are 
pushing you forward and helping you uh, and you're getting a lot of great opportunities, dude, I don't know how much better it could get for you. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's an amazing genre of music and I've, I've always loved it since I was 10 years yeah. old. So, and that's we, when I started is when I was 10. Well, there you go. Yeah. I used to live in, uh, in Bristol, Tennessee, and we would, me and my grandfather would drive by where Slagle's pasture, um, festival used to come i don't know if you you won't remember that but it was a huge place and it's the first place i ever saw dr ralph stanley um any, any of these guys and it was all outdoors and it would rain and they would still play i mean it was craziness yeah but uh you know when you're driving down the road with your grandfather and he puts uh now this is how old this was you probably don't even know what this is at eight he put the old eight track tape I of do. Yeah, eight track tape of uh, you know uh, Doyle Lawson and Quicksilver in. I had to ask him, "Who is that?" You know, I like that music, and uh, he he just uh, had that smile on his face, like, "Hmm, there's another another bluegrass fan born right before my eyes," you know. But, um, so what what pulled you into this music? You know, just like um you know, the community is like, you know, really, you know, mm -hmm. has helped a lot. And, you know, just like the first time I heard Bill Monroe was, I think really when, mm -hmm. you know, things started to get, you know, pretty serious that I really wanted to play. Really? Yeah. When, now, where was that? When did you hear, when did you hear Bill Monroe? I don't even remember. I think, um, you know, just like in my first mandolin lessons, you know, just like hearing Bill Monroe man hearing about him he's amazing i mean he he, yeah. he had a you know we can't take anything away from bobby or or anybody like that but man you know bill was the godfather of of what goes the on best. Uh, yeah he took what was happening uh in traditional music and he put his own touch on it and yeah. i think if uh, you know you're a young musician and i think if all the young musicians keep that up and put their touch on everything man i can't wait to see what's going to happen in the future i mean i just it's going to be great yeah i so, don't even know what's going to happen but i'm sure it'll be great <laughs> so i can tell by that look on your face man yeah you're like, <laughs> smiling like a possum <laughs> you know what a possum is oh yeah <laughs> most definitely <laughs> oh man well why i tell you what man you're gonna have some fun tonight and i'm uh if i had a my own private jet i would be flying there to see this show okay no doubt about it yeah well man it was good to talk to you today and i appreciate you very much for sitting down with me man and yeah like thank I, you like i said let me know when you're at randy's old time picking parlor in bloomingdale and i will for sure stop by and you and i will shake hands yeah that'll be great all right brother well man i tell you what it's been good yeah all right rick dollar uh, my guest today has been mr wyatt ellis <laughs>